Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to That Buzzing Sound. I hope you are all having a wonderful New Music Tuesday. Releasing these podcast episodes after the daily session feels like the best kind of dessert, doesn't it? Today you will hear my sweet chat with South Korean-born, Buffalo-raised, now Toronto-established John Lee, who personifies the melancholy, dreamy, indie-pop persona known as Peach Luffy. A clever combination of some of his favorite things, Peaches, and Luffy, the main protagonist of the long-running Japanese animation One Piece, leader of the infamous Straw Hat Pirates. And yes, it didn't take too long for my inner otaku to reveal itself during our talk. Peach Luffy just released their debut EP project Shimmer a few weeks ago to positive reviews and huge online buzz. I absolutely adore how this record perfects the tone of sweet beautiful sadness John continues to project from his musical soul. That deals with love loss, isolation, identity, and escaping to happy spaces on sparkly sound waves, far from the chaos. While also showcasing his innate classically trained skills and evolving bedroom pop production wonderfully. I'm quite confident that Shimmer is one of my top three favorite EPs of 2020 so far, which says so much, I connected with its magic almost instantly. But I quickly found out that Peach Luffy's 2020 fairy tales are far from over, for Shimmer is merely part one of a two-part EP project he intends to release this year. And guess who got the first tidbits of what's coming your way very soon? Spoilers ahead. Funny enough, John and I connected quite quickly that our interview kinda started before I hit the record button. I left in a little bit of our pre-gaming talk as it led to something truly profound. This is my conversation with singer-songwriter Peach Luffy, already in progress. Is there a lot of competition between you and your friends when you do play Smash? Oh, um, I ha I'm not that good because I don't own a Switch, um, but I can hold my own. I can kill them maybe like two out of three lives, maybe maybe if I get lucky, but I will always lose at the end. But it's always fun. It's always, always fun. Uh, the reason why you don't have a lot of games is that because you're always so busy? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel like if I have video games, my life is, <laughs> I will not have control. I'm just going to be playing or have the temptations to play. Like, even right now, I have temptations to play, like, zombies. Because it's like, uh, you don't need to, like, really think about it. You just do it, almost. And it's kind of, like, clears your mind, but at the same time, it can be a little addicting. So, oh, yeah. um that's the only reason I would say, but I would really get into it. Like, I used to play this game called RuneScape a long time ago. I've heard of RuneScape, yeah. You never played it, have you? Mm-mm. Yeah, I was, like, really addicted. I put in, like, 7,000 hours on it <laughs> when I was younger and, like... Yeah, I used to play World of Warcraft, like, in the early oh, days. No way. Tw like, 24-hour raids. It, like, sucked. Up. And I was doing screenwriting at the time, during trying to, like, go through university and get my education. And it would mm -hmm. just be nights. I would just, like, come home from school and just... <laughs> get home like 9 p.m play until like four o'clock the next morning go to school i listen to a lot of music during that time period because it's there's a lot of downtime just walking places yeah I, I i i will never play a video game for 24 hours ever again did you at least enjoy it though enjoy those moments like looking back I'm, i can be like wow i enjoyed it but at the same time i'm like wow it sucked 
my life out of me. Like I feel I feel like those memories are now just like in the back of my mind and I have to drag them out compared to like finding a like screenshot of me like on top of the mountain bluff with my hunter cat. Oh interesting. Like interesting. I don't know if you have an experience like that because I have to I have to just like use as much force as possible to pull it out. Interesting. But I do remember it and and, and I, I did like the time. But again I did listen to a lot of music during that time period. Was music just in the background all the time? It it wasn't in the background as much. It was more like they were equal. Like the oh. video game was more in the background because I would be auto running. Oh, so right, like right. I was really into. I would be in My Chemical Romance, like or like the Killers, like early, like it was like two thousand five, two thousand six ish. So like the peak of the streaming, like the Napster age, and That's it was right. like Napster, which had just died. So <laughs> um, it was. I, I feel like I remember the music more, and when I listen wow. to the music, it brings back those memories. Especially, especially the killers. Like, there's moments and uh, shine down. Like all these like rockers that had come out during that time period. Yeah, I. Now that I think about it, now that you mention it, yeah, it does bring back memories thinking about RuneScape and uh, I would say uh, Green Day, actually. They were they were pretty popular around like 2005. Then also, like you said, My Chemical Romance, I would listen to them often. And, and I remember Panic at the Disco now, <laughs> that, which is interesting. Oh, my buddy loved that, like Paramore. Um, but yeah, Green Day is a, was a big inspiration for you to get into music, is what I read, right? Oh, yes. I actually got a notification yesterday on Facebook. You know how Facebook has like facebook memories thing that like pops up mm -hmm. so i just got one yesterday that said uh i just posted a status saying going to a green day concert first concert ever <laughs> it was 10 years ago how was that it was great i just had no idea what to expect because i've never been to a concert ever in my life huh. so so that was the first concert so that was the first concert first concert ever. where did you sit uh in the middle so it wasn't far it wasn't like lawn seats but it was like in the middle but it was i remember being like 70 dollar tickets they were not that expensive at that time actually that i remember was it in Buffalo or was it in South Korea? It was in Buffalo, yeah. Just being in the city around that time, did they make the concert even more intimate or like compared to what you've seen now in Toronto? Oh, it was a huge concert though. Uh, it was like maybe like 20,000 people maybe. It was a lot. It's like the entire Buffalo. <laughs> I know. It, like the whole city was there. It was, it was huge. Yeah, it was it was the first first concert experience ever, um, and it was the first band that got me into music. Like besides classical music, because before then I would be doing classical music and violin and stuff. But now from Green Day, my life has changed quite a bit. And it was Boulevards of Broken Dreams that you first learned to play, right? Yes, yes. Then then it was when when September wake me up when September ends. Then actually the very first song I ever learned on guitar was in seventh grade, and it was uh, Brain Stew by Green Day. Oh wow. So no good riddance. No, I actually never learned that song. I still don't know how to play it if I were to try to play it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the one everyone in, in high school and uh, and college, like, that's the one that's, like, cliche. Yeah, they, they played it in our graduations, I remember, both middle school and high school. I remember they played it, uh, the school, like, played it, and everyone was sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, high school seems like a really long time ago, even though... Mm, kind of long it was like eight years ago now that since i graduated yeah but it's interesting like talking to you about it because i never really thought about it like those songs and certain songs they do hold a bit of mem they do hold memory of that of that time period even though i don't remember much of it kind of remember the feeling though <laughs> which is interesting yeah it's um it's very weird because like a lot of the early mixtapes i i used to 
to put together that I, li- I used to listen to them as I played like video games or did stuff around like college and high school and there's so many moments where I can hear a song by like Savage Garden or I can hear uh, like Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001 mm-hmm. and it won't I won't the th- the memory won't go to the song it will go back to be like oh that was that time I was grinding in Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> grinding Final Fantasy 8 yeah I, I feel like I'm I'm getting off the off the <laughs> but welcome uh, thank you for thank you for joining me. And again, we've we've been chatting for like almost a couple of years now, right? It's like when you first started with uh, with John SL. Yes, yeah, it's been like two two three years now. Actually, this is the first time we're talking with our voices instead yeah. of email. <laughs> Congratulations on Shimmer. Uh, I love the record. Thank you so much. Uh, has the response been overwhelming in any way? Because I've seen people tweeting about it and trying to get people to put it on their like new playlists and everything. Uh, it's been it's been pretty it's been pretty good actually. Uh, yeah. So like and Spotify, as you know, it's like to get on those play- playlists is like I think one of the big goals just for Spotify. And uh, we just got on two two playlists, which is pretty pretty awesome in a week. That's that's wonderful. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of people have been sharing it. It's been over. It's been Definitely, I would say a little bit overwhelming for me to uh, see all the messages and reply to everything because I'm, I'm super grateful. And I try to reply to literally every message. So it is overwhelming. Is it strange releasing music in this current environment without the possibility of like touring? Because I know you're a big fan of getting out with the band and doing acoustic shows. Yeah, I love playing shows. But um, strangely enough, I don't miss it as much playing right now, um, <laughs> which is weird because like I think not playing shows has made me uh, I think a better musician and just a better songwriter I think I've been able to step back and just write more music that I like and I'm so excited to play them when, when we can ever I don't know when we'll ever be able to play them but I would love to play the new songs live because I feel like I didn't have I had okay songs in my opinion they're okay but now I feel like I wrote some really really good songs that um, mean a lot to me and also um, I just really like it sonically and I think I can just imagine it um, how it's going to be played live so it's it's been a little weird sh- releasing music because there's no like show to <laughs> lead up to it or anything like that but um mm-hmm. it's been it's been good to be honest is what was the initial approach to this project because a lot of it started off as singles and then it did it eventually just turn into the five track or seven track ep with a couple acoustic tracks or were like what was what was your your thesis for it all oh um that's a good question i actually were just i was gonna release singles uh just purely singles and my friends like you know you should just release two singles and uh <laughs> add a couple extra songs as uh and make it into an ep and for me it just felt weird because i didn't really release an ep like this where i felt comfortable releasing an ep because like singles was like what i was doing for a bit then uh i added an interlude this like an instrumental interlude and after that i felt it kind of tied it together I mean, EP is not. I don't think like an EP is like an album where like it makes a statement or it's like super cohesive. I think it's it can be a little bit uh, disconnected, a little bit compared to an album. Mm-hmm. And I think it was. I think it connected it with the adding the interlude in between. It just it felt right. It felt right. That's right. It felt a little. It felt right. And what kind of musical influences or like concepts did you hold on to as you were kind of exploring this trend that you were putting together? Um, what influences and what inspired it is what you're saying yeah what, what inspired you like any did anything like speak to you in any way because it's a very magical record oh thank you so much i i love like i love like the word shimmer because it's like a reverb siding on one of my guitar pedals and it's kind of like it's like a little like i don't even not exp- explain it sounds kind of heavenly to me like the shimmer sound is like heavenly and uh that actually inspired to write pretty much all the songs 
on there because I think almost every song has like a little bit of the reverb reverb effect on it called Shimmer. Interesting. I gotta re-listen to it and see if I can pinpoint, pinpoint the shimmers. various parts. Yeah, there's little bits of like sparkling in uh, all the parts and I call it like, I think a lot of musicians would call it like ear candy. So it's not like present everywhere in the song, but like in like a certain moment for like a split second, maybe it'll show up. And uh, yeah, I, I really like ear candy in songs. It's, 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 it's absolutely wonderful to listen to. And you just, it just, you just seek, you just seek into it. Was it seep into it there? That was the word, not seek. Seep into it. Yeah. <laughs> How was it working in an, in a band environment? Cause I know your musical group is kind of like a, like a collective and you bounce things off each other like how how was like was the chemistry instant or did it start or was there a little bit of growing pairing uh for the peach luffy project i'll write everything and record everything and i'll try to get some ideas from them if they have any like second opinions but generally i'll just do it almost everything then they'll maybe like the drummer especially will edit the drums because i have no idea how to play the drums <laughs> and i don't really understand it <laughs> i mean i understand it now the more i do it but it just makes more sense for him to do it but like the other instruments i would mostly just do all of it and record here and like for live like they'll have they can they can like um change up parts and stuff as they please so they they can they can jazz it up and like go free yeah jazz it up of course was making this record uh any bit therapeutic for you or the band or was it kind of exhausting to be honest it didn't it didn't feel like exhausting or tiring or therapeutic honestly it just felt like i had these songs and i i, was, I wanted to release them and work on them more um i think this next i have another ep actually ready to go <laughs> uh that one this the next upcoming one i feel therapeutic about i feel good i feel like oh i'm saying something Cause like this EP felt like this current shimmer felt like um it just felt like when I was writing it and like in that moment of like in my lifetime which I wrote it almost half a, more than a half a year ago. Oh wow. Um, I think my life was a little bit stale. I feel like I wasn't going any. I don't I don't know how to explain it in a good way. I feel like I wasn't going anywhere. My life was like stagnant. That's a good word, stagnant. Um, and I felt like I wanted to seek the light, so I I, I put out the the EP for sure. But this next one, I felt like way more therapeutic or not therapeutic. Yes, therapeutic because I don't know, I connected with it a little bit more. When when are we expecting that? Because you said you're going to do two EPs in, oh, in 2020. Yes. Do you already have the set date or? Uh, not exact, the, not an exact date, but 20, uh, maybe in late November. Okay. Maybe no, late November. Yeah. So, so is it weird having like a part one, part two kind of on, uh, concept going on, or is it like especially when you're promoting this because you're still promoting this this uh, introduction, and then you know there's there's going to be other stuff coming. Like, is it is it kind of uh, exciting to be like, hey, this is just a tease of what's about to happen? Oh wow, I didn't even think of it that way. <laughs> it is kind of like a tease. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, people don't actually know that I'm going to release it. Um, yeah, I'm not going to announce it for a bit, but mm -hmm. yeah, I think it is a good like teaser, actually, because I think the next project that I put out will be, I think, more magical, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, oh, great. Yeah, it's going to be called Bloom. Oh, is that is that an exclusive? Am I getting... <laughs> oh, you are actually getting exclusive, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be called it's gonna be called Bloom. Uh, late November will be out, but I'm going to put out some singles in between. Um, the reason I want to release more is that I think, like, like I know these days people are really, um, uh, they're expecting more out of an artist. They don't want to wait two years for, like, an EP or an album. They want to kind of get it as soon as possible. And I think, like, a, like a month in between songs is great. 
at this pace if some if you can do it yeah and especially with the um uh with the quarantine going on like everyone's just like thirsty for content they're just like we want yes. something to, to, to launch on to but it's also great for you guys because the and like me who's like we're trying to to make a name for ourselves within the quarantine so by the time we get out of it we're going to be off and running and and reaching a brand new plane so right i i think i think it's nothing but great yeah like the creative side i think has been better even better and like just planning it out and taking a step back from playing shows and hanging out with so many people and doing this running around uh has really helped a lot of musicians including myself to just figure out what is actually needed to do you know what's necessary to do and focus on the music that's right focusing on the music i feel like i wasn't able to do that as much when i was playing shows and stuff honestly it felt like uh there's too many things happening <laughs> and live show is like another another thing to worry about too where you want to try to bring people you want to like fo focusing your energy on so many different things can uh, i guess harm your your artistic craft plus you're growing a brand because you basically have to turn yourself into this persona and you have to you have to start growing it like a plant like it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight you just have to keep going to the shows mm -hmm. doing the press mm -hmm. doing the instagram doing the youtube right there's so many things right it can be quite overwhelming yeah i'm i'm, I fo I'm really focusing on the instagram I don't know if you saw Instagram came out with a new um, feature yesterday. Did you get it yet? The um, what's that called? The it's not real. Yeah, the real. It's like their Vine or not, their uh, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. I come from the the Vine days. So. The Vine. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's getting it's, it's like coming back in a f full circle kind of thing with the Vine <laughs> and everything, right? Yeah. It's 15 seconds on Instagram now for the real thing, but. Yeah, I was going to focus on TikTok and stuff too, but now I guess I got to focus on real. <laughs> There's like so many options. I think it stresses a lot of musicians out for sure. Yeah, and it stresses me out trying to keep track of it all because like, because you have like Instagram Live, you have this. It's like, guys, quit trying to make a giant platform of everything until, yeah. Instagram's pretty much trying to absorb everything, it seems, because they absorbed it pretty much. They t kind of took over Snapchat as like the stories kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, well, Snapchat really hurt itself because their interface was not ideal at all. Like that's the reason right. I liked Vine is Vine had the best interface, like the timeline. I could listen, I could look at everything, but like right. with Snapchat, it's it's a very person to person thing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like an introvert, and I prefer to to keep everything to myself. And <laughs> right, yeah, it's very very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely weird, and it's it's Instagram is becoming like all three at once. Mm -hmm. Really weird. I expect nothing less from Facebook. And they're planning to take over the world. They are. I think during the quarantine, they made like themselves more of a, a villain, it seems. Same with Amazon, yeah. you know? I don't expect much from corporations who are just trying to always try to get a little piece of that pie. Always, always. Do you consider Toronto a magical and inspiring place? Magical? And, oh, that's a real... I never got that question before. Um, Yes, because I have friends here that I really, really like. Uh, so that is magical. Um, they're really kind. It's been a couple years since I moved to Toronto and... People here in my community, in, in my community, are really, really, really kind. Uh, they're really, really kind people. Um, inspiring, I would say, yes or no. The only time that's inspiring is the summer for me because uh, oh, really? <laughs> I go on bike rides almost every day. Almost every day I go on bike rides. Maybe every every other day I'll go on bike rides, and I live near the water. I live near Lake Ontario, kind of thing. I, I don't even know if it's Lake Ontario. I think it is. <laughs> there's just a lot of water, and there's a nice bike trail, and I. I just love going through it and it's just so clear it clears my mind it's inspiring i feel like very grateful and blessed to even you know be near the water because it's such a i don't know it's, it is therapeutic to look at the water it's so calming yeah you seem it's it seems something that's really tied to you because like your name comes from luffy <laughs> who is a pirate on the sea 
and and, mm. and you always feel like you're that's right just a a wanderer so like just seeing this the water's like never easy so it's always moving and it's constant and man you're giving me new ideas <laughs> i never thought of it this way yes he is a wanderer i didn't even think of it like that he is he's a he's a wanderer with like a, a set goal again i was gonna ask you about cycle well w- one one piece later but like <laughs> the the one thing i love about luffy is like just that blind determination it's like i'm gonna get one piece I don't care. I'm going to just keep going. And that's kind of what I, I, that's kind of the mirror that I see with you is like, I'm going to become the star. I'm going to become a musician. I'm going to, I'm going to make amazing music and, and turn it into to gold. Wow. I didn't even think of it that way. Wow. Yeah. And wow. I kind of see that's just based off the name. I just kind of knew what your goal was and your goal is one piece just in a musical sense. <laughs> that's so cool. I, you're giving me so many ideas. I didn't even think of it that way. <laughs> and, uh, it's true. He does have like this like lucky go um, lucky go happy character vibe, and I didn't think of it as blind determination. But that's a that's a perfect way to put it actually, because he's not like the strongest character or like the most knowledgeable character. But either way, he still tries. Yeah, and he has his group. So like even though he's weak, then especially like the mid part of the the series so far. I know you read the manga, and um, and you're you're at Wano. Yeah, I never read the. I never watched it. I, I never really watched it. I've only read it, and I've been reading since seventh grade of my and now it's uh it's been like over 10 years since i've been reading it i i can only imagine how cool that was because i didn't get into one piece until about 2014 and uh, and by then they were they i think they were at uh des rosa oh so like i started when des rosa was happening i was like this this anime is about 800 episodes i had i had finished dragon ball back in my youth so like i was like it, it shouldn't be that hard and then I was like, holy crap, I don't know how, I don't know how, like, the hell you did it, because just trying to keep track of everything, it went from being an anime that was like, I don't, I don't understand what the big deal was, and then once Water 7 happened. Yeah, that's quite the hype. Because Skypedia again, is not my favorite arc. I don't know, I don't know what... That's no one's favorite arc. (laughs) (laughs) No one, they're like, they don't, they're like, it doesn't exist. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because like, a lot of people consider it filler. And they're like, eh, it's fun. Yes, they did feel it. They did say it's like filler. <laughs> um, but yeah, Arlon Park really hooked me. That was like one of my favorite. I was like, this is going to be a really cool anime. I remember watching that as a child. And I was like, this is violent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so violent. But they also had a kitty version when I used to watch it called Four Four Kids. And they would, instead of like a cigarette, it would be like a lollipop or something. Yeah, the, the, so the English dub of it when they, they censored the fight. <laughs> um it's so bad but i'm i'm happy i'm happy i made the trek in the journey again i'm at wano now in the anime form and it's it's been a little bit of filler but i know uh kaido is coming and uh, i can't oh. wait for that. oh i shouldn't even spoil anything yeah i wait every week for a new chapter so every friday tomorrow in the morning i'll go on my as soon as i wake up i'll pull up my phone and read the chapter <laughs> is has wano gotten really good in your opinion oh it's so good I, it makes me uh ah oh. It, it, it feels wholesome in a way and it feels like there's a lot of depth and emotion to everything which feels it feels like it's getting closer to the end of one piece <laughs> yeah <laughs> which I, is weird. I can only i can't wait for the great war i can't wait for like because it's gonna it's gonna be if marine ford was something i can only imagine how the final arc they haven't paid off everything with blackbeard yet oh yeah there's so many untouched stories they still have to go through so many so maybe another 10 years <laughs> um 
I forget what we were talking about. Oh, but uh, you're, yeah, Luffy and his determination. Um, but yeah, that, I, I, I kind of see that's where your the name came from, and I've heard you talk about it before, and I just think it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it came from that. It was uh, just having a different artist name just felt uh, like an, it felt real to me. Having like it's not just me, and it's a, something bigger than just me, and I, that was a big part of changing it. The reason for changing the name. And uh, peach is something just, I like peaches, <laughs> even though I love them when they're like ripe, but when they're not, I really don't like them. Mm -hmm. But it's like a fun fruit, I feel like. And I feel like combine those two names together just feels right, even though they're, they don't match at all. <laughs> I feel like that's part of its charm. The, the peach is very, it, it has a very sweet flavor, which is kind of what the your music is. It's kind of sweet and then has this nice like underlying sadness to it it's very melancholy but that's what you expect from someone who's like on this journey sort of by himself he's kind of met a, a bunch of friends along the way but you really felt very like isolated when you started this whole thing because again you 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 kind of went against the the wishes of your family or your relatives yes that's true so but like it you can always find this great sweetness out of out of this dark side i guess <laughs> Yeah, you give me more ideas to think about. I never, I never really thought of it that way as well. Actually. Yeah, that's that's just how that's what spoke to me, especially coming from reading a bunch of your interviews. Um, and I'm sure you don't like Toronto when it's winter time because I don't think anyone likes the winter time on the East Coast. <laughs> no, it's especially because I'm close to the water now. It is so cold. Like you walk outside and your face hurts. <sighs> Tell me about uh, Melon Wave Sound. Oh, so it's just the production company, production mixing company that I started. Just because I've been freelancing for pretty much forever, <laughs> I decided to just uh, actually start it under a business and you know do the taxes and everything because I was starting to make some actual money from uh, working with other people. So it's just the production mixing company that I started. Tell me about Ample Labs. Uh, Ample Labs. Ample Labs. <laughs> Ample Labs. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say, huh? Ample Labs. Um, Ample Labs. And what does it mean to you? So, so it's an organization my friend uh, helps run, and it pretty much is like an app on the phone. I don't know it as much as I should, but it's an because I see her post videos about it. Um, but it's an app on the phone where that homeless people can download, and it can tell you in real time like where to find uh, where to find food or like um, kitchens and stuff like that, or like places to stay that are safe areas. So it's like an app designed for uh, the homeless. That's that's wonderful. Uh, like, what's what's the best meal in Toronto? I I do have to ask that because I do love food a little too much. Oh, um, Thai food is amazing. I love Thai food here. There's a place called Khao Sun Road. Uh, it is phenomenal. So good. Their takeout is good, but it's not as good as when you dine in. I don't know why. I don't know. What, I can't figure out why. Different cooks, maybe, or I think maybe it's like waiting tw 30 minutes when someone comes and picks it up and gives it to you. Oh, because I've only ordered like takeout from there and. You do like Uber Eats or something, but uh, it's amazing. I love Thai food. There's Koreatown here as well. Uh, they have some really great food as well. Yeah, it just depends on what you like for cuisine, I guess. Yeah. I haven't had too much Western food, though, going out. No, I think about it. It's been mostly like Asian food. <laughs> yeah, again, I, I love ramen. Oh, me too. It's, me too. it's the best effing thing. And there's more ramen spots uh, popping up around Hollywood and L.A. now that it's it's like so much fun to just go out with my buddies. And having a good having a good ramen night. If you ever come to Toronto, I will treat you to uh, some good Thai food, man. Ooh. I'm telling you, I, there's I, some really good ones here. I love Thai food. I just love the spice to it. Mm. I know it's like food I can't make at home. Exactly, and I'm not the best cook either. So anytime I can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So getting back to 
getting back to the music is there anything you would like to say to the audience like i would love for you to give the final word and the final pitch for your brand new ep shimmer available everywhere oh yeah just you the mic is yours it feels like hot ones where they ask you to do I, yeah <laughs> do a i love that at the, at the end anyways yeah i can just say yeah i would love for you to stream the ep shimmer it's only 12 minutes i think it's not very long but hopefully it's magical and one last message is please wear a mask <laughs> exactly if you can if you can This episode of That Buzzing Sound was recorded and edited using a variety of free applications like Audacity and Discord, and is available on such streaming platforms as Spotify, Apple Music, while being fully hosted on Anchor FM.